welcome back to a packed episode of the Mind of Monty podcast with your host. Why you say jam-packed? I left, you told me to leave it out, okay? (laughs) That was not supposed to make the recording, sir. Okay, go ahead. With your host, Monty G and I, Mo. Today, now you've ruined it. Today, (laughs) today we have a lot in store for you. It's not jam-packed. We're back with uh, Purely Speculation. I've actually got some marbles this week. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Well, uh, I think I just wanted to firstly just say uh, thanks for everyone who listened to the G1 show last episode. Uh, got a lot of people giving me uh, you know, nice little feedback. You know, It was nice to hear that, that people enjoy listening to it. I know it was lengthy, so I appreciate it. But uh, other than that, I, I I wanted to start off by just identifying something that I'm noticing with the wrestling media or just a lot of stuff that's just going on headline-wise uh, in wrestling right now. Uh, it's been a flip. You know, a few months ago, it just seemed like uh, everything that was going on from, like, I bring it up. I, I like starting at Sasha and Naomi. Cause it felt like it was just like a slope from there, but honestly, it was little negative stories for years. To be honest, mm-hmm. trickling out of WWE for a while. Yeah. Besides the mass releases and just all the type of stuff that they've been doing uh, the last few years. Uh, so again, the the perception of WWE really was, you know, it's people who defend it, it's people who love it, of course, but it's also a lot of people who have called them out and deservedly so for a lot of reasons and. But since Triple H has taken over, and I'll I get into that in the pure speculation segment, but since Triple H has taken over, the, the morale and just the entire focus of what people are talking about when it comes to WWE and the possibilities seem to be mostly positive. It seems like not only is uh, backstage, but just with what a lot of the wrestling media has to say about WWE right now and uh, what people are suggesting now instead of suggesting, uh, you know, uh, you know, wow, well, we can't really predict what Vince is going to do or whatever, yeah. whatever. It's been a lot. Oh, it can always be a Goldberg. I'm even hearing stories, oh, Triple H is against bringing people like Goldberg back. I have or stuff like that. You see what I'm saying? Video. It's just like every little every little problem that fans has had, like they're doing a lot of damage, damage control, control, you know, and I think that's going to be Bailey's uh, new faction's name. Hopefully, I think it, I like it. If, it. if it is, I hope that sticks. But, you know, it seems like they've been doing a lot of that, just giving a lot of what, uh, giving the fans what they want. After years of <laughs> saying they're going to give the fans what they want, but still kind of doing their own thing. So, uh, and then while that's been going on, the darlings in the media for a while, at least over the first few years, I think really stuff really started to change to me perception wise when Cody left mm-hmm. of AEW. I think people really started to realize, okay, it's not, you know, all. Rose rainbows and yeah, you know a wrestler's you, heaven. You know what I'm if, saying? Like everyone was trying to make it out to be. If you remember, like Cody for it, like since the beginning, he was the face of this. Yeah, he was one of the main people. Who he was, was out there suited you know, and booted. Yeah, doing all the press conferences. He was the exactly the voice, the face. I mean, even more so than Tony mm-hmm. at the beginning. You know, uh, you know Tony was uh, Tony became a, a figure, and you know when he started to come out on television and you know get recognition for a lot of his his decision making but started getting greedy you know uh but at first Cody was the like you said the face 
But when that happened, I think people started to realize, okay, you know, not necessarily that it's anything wrong with AW, but I think a lot of the reception where it seemed like, all right, if you were hating on AEW, you were doing just that. You were just hating. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, if you weren't, you were pretty much the majority of people who were telling you that AEW is this new, the greatest thing that's going to ever happen in pro wrestling. And it is what it is. I, I love AEW, uh, especially when it's good, you know, uh, for, for certain reasons, of especially with the talent that they have. But, you know, I've always been someone who's been able to f- notice it's flawed from the beginning. Yeah. And uh, so, objective. I think, objective is yeah, there. exactly, exactly. Not the, and I'm not one of those people who try to choose a side either way. I try to call out the flaws in both organizations, mm-hmm. WWE and AEW. So, uh, I just wanted to talk about how it seems like now, and you'll hear it as we continue on into this pure speculation segment. Uh, that the it's really been a flip when it comes to just how. Uh, the the public, or at least the media, is covering both companies and just what we're hearing from both sides. You know, since Vince McMahon has been out of the door, it just seems like it's almost a a complete shift. A com- like it's just the opposite of what was going on. All, you know, plans being changed on the spot. You know, just all all the time. Just you you remember the just I remember. laundry. It was it's just always type. It's all always the, something. The always writers something. were on edge. Writers, how, like, yeah, the show couldn't pitch this. And, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vince appearing out of touch. Like it's just been a lot of problems over the years. But it just seemed like over the last ever since Triple H has taken over, a lot of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A lot of that stuff has quieted down, and it seems a lot more optimistic. A lot more people are very, very excited for what's to come. I said I heard it from Edge. I heard it from Roman Reigns in the separate interview. Uh, I think Sami Zayn. A lot of people are just saying a lot of the, the same things. Of just being excited, uh, and that's the first time you know, you know, in a few years, you know, probably, I don't know, maybe like eight around eighteen, nineteen, when the roster was pretty much at its fullest. But this is the first time in a long time people have been really, really optimistic about WWE. And then while that's going on, AEW. Seems to just have a different news story about some trouble yeah, a lot of conflict. or whatever every week, every day. It feels like I've heard Tony Schiavone say a lot of it is being overplayed in the media and all that, and that may be true because a lot of stuff is dramatized when it comes out as headlines and you have everyone's opinion on Twitter. But uh, you can't tell me that it's not something going on because it's just too much going on at one time and it's all leaking out. Like no one is keeping their mouth shut about it, so uh, it, it, it's 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 interesting stuff going on. But we, I, I'll continue on, and you, I think you guys will understand even more of what I'm saying here as we as we get a little bit into some of this pure speculation. Mm-hmm. PW Insider recently noted that another way wrestlers in WWE will have freedom since Triple H took over freedom is with interviews with media. They'll apparently be able to be themselves and just speak more. Well, I just told you guys, a lot of people have been doing interviews with the media, including like Roman has done, like I think Sports Illustrated, he's doing all, like Edge was doing something in Toronto. Like it was like they, everyone is getting a chance to do a little bit of uh, something. And I think Triple H is allowing them to be themselves, which is cool. So, uh, yeah, man, again, positive positivity, as you can see with that headline coming out of WWE. Just again, everything you're hearing about when it comes to television. Uh, when it comes to freedom now outside of television, it's all about loosening up. That's another thing yeah, they said. They literally the said ranks. Triple H is loosening uh, things up at WWE. So, uh, again, you see what I'm saying? Like, how's that, how's that a shift? 
Yeah, it's it's definitely a shift because um and it's outside of their usual oh you're the champion do a press junket here or this yeah, yeah, that yeah. and other scheduled events like you can if someone wants to talk to you they can talk to you and you don't feel like you have to toe the line yeah yes. be company guy and or standing character I think uh, Triple H realized that by giving them that freedom the more likely they are to speak positively about them. Yeah, exactly. And that's what they need. They need people in the company to speak positively about them. Well, again. To kind of damage control. Right. Another positive headline. What was the thing that they said as soon as he got in? Triple H wants to make work fun. Yeah. So, again, <laughs> like I can't, I can't stress it enough. I'm trying to tell you it's a complete opposite of the vibes that, uh, from headlines that we were getting about WWE. Uh, pre-Triple H. Uh, yeah. Brian Alvarez, what, what was I about to say? I'll just say yeah. I was agreeing. Okay. Yeah. Brian Alvarez claimed on Wrestler Wrestling Observer Live that one of the reasons WWE wants a TV 14 rating is so they don't have to keep editing out fans' chants, you know, during the shows. Because, you know, whole uh, you can't, you that's have fair. to edit out a holy shit chant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, fair. the fans are going to keep chanting it, so... Or they probably don't. I don't even know. I'm assuming tiny balls is fine, but it might not so. be fine on PG. Yeah, consistently. I'm. I wish they stopped they changing it. Tiny balls too. The Miz. Yeah. Oh. I wish, I hope. I hope that's over. But still, I'm just saying. I'm just thinking about. It. Like, okay, maybe there's some certain some certain things that the fans have been chanting recently <laughs> that okay, I can okay. see them like. Okay, maybe we need to stop. But also, can, like, come but on. That's fans. just one reason. I'm. I'm assuming. Right. Everything can be a BS chant. BS, BS. Okay, we that got too. you. Come on now. Come on. <laughs> they used to chant A-hole. It used to be crazy, though. So maybe that this, that will open the door back up because you see in AEW, you know, cowboy shit, all that going on. AEW is free when it comes to. Verbally, yeah. Uh, They'll yeah. pay the fine. Tony yeah. got money, I guess. Brian Alvarez. <laughs> oh, never mind. Wrong, wrong thing. Insider insources tell them. The door is open to bring back the, some of the recently uh, NXT UK talent oh, no. for NXT Europe when it relaunches. I was hoping for that, and uh, we'll see. I guess the way I'm thinking about it, we'll just see who's available. Yeah. Because I'm assuming a lot of these people were not. They're not going to sit around and just wait for yeah. Europe to open they up NXT they Europe. They got to work. So yeah, uh, whoever's available, I'm I'm assuming they will be brought back. It'll be, it'll be cool to see some people, especially since they just let go so many. And like I mentioned, the French hope. Getting, getting let go when you have NXT Europe. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> so definitely call her. But like I said, I don't know, man. Might be booked somewhere else. For what is worth, Conan claimed, this is the start about, but here we go about the flip again. Uh, Conan claimed on his Keeping It 100 podcast, Keeping It 100, yeah. That's right. I, I actually listened to that podcast a couple of times. Uh, We're not here for promo. Go ahead with the quote. Good point. AEW told him that they are pissed. It's plenty of people in AEW, plenty of talent that people are pissed about their booking. That don't really tell you much, but again, there you go. I mean, that's common. You don't have to be specific, but I think we can all imagine that it's people. And I think he really was talking about, I think some people were clarifying his statement. He was talking about like AEW originals getting pushed to the side. So it's like, we can, we can go down a list of people who have had to move aside because as the, the part, you know, as the yeah private party should be pissed. A great example. But as the pool of talent of his gets bigger, or like if you look at it like when you were a child and you may have had 
however many action figures or whatever, toys. As all of those got bigger, some of your older toys had to move aside or whatever. And that's kind of mm-hmm. how this works in this situation. But, again, it, it's only expected. I mean, I can go on a list of people that I know I feel like could be used differently. And I'm pretty sure that if they're just sitting backstage or they're just primarily on dark, they're probably thinking the same Bruh, thing. I know, I know. Well, Ruby got a match on Rampage now. It's coming but, up, yeah. yeah. Um, I know Ruby was a little salty. Like, she could have just... She could be doing anything else, working the indies. I guess that's the difference. They they make you do nothing, but you can also work at the indies. Right, right. I mean, it is what it is. But like, and, then, and depending on how Ruby was paid to come in, because she does have the starting uh, bidding point that I was in WWE. So it's, you know what I mean. Like, I'm assuming mm-hmm. she's making some decent money. So you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's a consistent check. Sure but uh, I also agree, though, that yeah. I know Ruby uh, probably expected more, but like I said, it's a long list of people uh, and people who weren't brought in from WWE who probably has a, have a great argument when it comes to that. But, you know, it is what it is in that situation. It it sucks. But again, that's why I said, you know, when it was a downside when WWE did it. And I say the same thing when it comes to AEW, you do not just sign talent for the sake of just having talent. It does come into, it does, it is helpful if you need people to step in. It is helpful because you have a deep roster that you can continue to build matches that people want to see. I get that. But again, uh, it's always going to be some people that's going to be left out. Yeah. If you're going to be building Good that type of too. roster, it's Good always going to be right. Quality, great people, right. Who won't get a chance. According to Fightful Select, John Moxley supported moving his unification match with Punk from All Out to last night's or the other night's Dynamite, with one source even claiming Mox pitched the idea. Punk was said to eventually agree to it. So there you go. Uh, it was something that Moxley wanted to do. I'm still shocked by that outcome. Uh, oh, Moxley that. beating him so easily. Uh was awesome. I agree. It was definitely nice to see. But again, what, whatever they're trying to do with Punk, keep it going. I heard this weird report about Melissa saying, uh, as of right now, Moxley and Punk is still the main event of All Out. So that part don't make sense to me. It's like, how do you build from that? Because Punk was pretty much limping and injured <laughs> at yeah. the end. So it's like, how do you build that and then still go into All Out and do the same match again after Moxley just? Beat him in less than like he's what, not gonna be five minutes almost. He's not gonna be healed more in by next week. Yeah, exactly. You know, especially if it's supposed to be legit or whatever they have going on. For, if they're playing off something, I was thinking maybe Punk is you know still gonna be off a little while. He came back early so they can just get the interim out of the way. But again, who knows if this wasn't Punk's idea? I have no clue what they're doing. We'll see. Uh, again, I'm gonna be honest with you. This is like the fourth or fifth. Pay-per-view in a row where I feel like Tony Khan, erratic booking, even though you still end up with an entertaining or a loaded car, it's still just like, my goodness, Tony. <laughs> like, why is everything so all over the place? <laughs> yeah. I know you want to be shocking and you want to be different, but, man, sometimes, uh, you know, it's easy to get lost. Sometimes a plan but, does work, but, you know. Yeah, and but it's fine. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe this is part of the plan. Like I said, that's the thing. You never really know, and uh, I, I'm, I'm with you, though. I understand you You guys didn't see, but she just looked at me like, no, it's not at all a part of the plan. But yeah, a lot, a lot derailed. When it works out in the end, though, at his press junket and they end up with a really good show at All Out, he's going to definitely tell us it was all a part of the plan. Of course he is. <laughs> Always take credit once you've got the good stuff. 
Yeah. Uh. The re- that report, all, that same report that uh, indicated about uh, the Moxley suggesting the punk idea, indicated that the all-out plan has changed multiple times. So that's kind of me leaning back Uh-oh. into what Meltzer Uh-oh. said. So again, Meltzer said one thing, but now you know in that same report from Fight with Select, we don't know exactly what is going on in All Out Uh-oh. when it comes to to the world title. Uh, I did not know that this was Freddie Prince Jr. who said this, but anyway. Uh, on his wrestling with Freddie podcast, because you know Freddie was a writer and all of that, so he Freddie's Freddie's in the business. You know, yeah, he's you know he's respected. Not just an actor. CM Punk's reputation at AEW. Uh, he's, he's he's talking he's talking about CM Punk's reputation for some reason, and this is what saying what he's heard. Now again, this is he say she say pure speculation, people. Not everyone backstage loves CM Punk, <laughs> and it's not just because of Colt. It's because of the way that, that they feel he's behaved since he got there, behind the curtain. A lot of people don't feel like Punk shows uh, anyone. Don't feel like, oh, he shows anyone any type of dignity that one would expect at work. Okay, wow, okay. That's what I've been told and the kind oh, of stuff thanks. that is going on. Heyman said in that promo a lot of real stuff when it comes to uh, how people feel about the way he acts backstage. So... Yeah. Oh, he all high and mighty because he's CM Punk. That's what they're saying. Uh, yeah, I guess he just, yeah, whatever. He has a lack of respect for certain people or whatever. Or I don't know. At least that's what the word is. Either way it goes. It seems like from what we're hearing, the locker room is split anyway. A lot of people is on Punk's side, but there's also uh, some people who, of, of that thought process, that Punk has not been, I guess, gracious in return. I don't know what they expected, though. Punk has always had a polarizing <laughs> <laughs> type of uh, relationship and backstage, like it just everywhere he he's went. And I'm not trying to necessarily blame him, but I'm just like it's always been a situation where they tried to make it seem like Punk made the locker room choose sides. Like even in WWE, I remember hearing stuff like that about him having certain people who was on his side. It was always certain people who didn't like Punk. I think so. It's kind of funny that he's following him here, and he has how he's only been back a year, right? So yeah, a year. <laughs> I think what's going on is a lot of these people that wrestle now. Um, were big fans of CM Punk and you know his his grit his his determination Respect to push him. the yeah, bar. Of yeah. And then they meet him in person. <laughs> and he's and probably then, yeah, it's kind of like one of those meet your hero. Yeah, situations. I think that's what's going on because yeah. you expect your hero to be like, you know, a good person, and nobody's ever said CM Punk was a good person. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, that's I mean, great But again, wrestler. that's why I try yeah, that's true. And it's always been uh like I said, polarizing opinions about punk. You got people who love him, got a lot of people who hate him, There's a lot of people who used to love him <laughs> and now the relationship is no longer the same. Like it's crazy how uh the effect that that man has on uh on a lot of people. Uh but yeah, man, I don't know what to make of the news in all honesty. I do think and obviously, uh, if that if that promo that everyone has going around is what made Punk do what he did the other week, it's still just like, man, it really says a lot about his ego. Yeah. Because uh, even if that is the case, I didn't. St- I still don't think it, it had to touch a nerve. So something is going on. You see what I'm trying it's, to say? It's like a story like that his- you'll come to later on where it's like, all right, something else happened. That was Yeah, yeah, it. yeah, exactly. Like, we may not have all the information, but of course – Something's going on uh, because 
you you were gone for months. <laughs> the first thing you decide to do is try to embarrass someone for for like a, a, a what a couple of words in a promo that yeah. honestly, if you didn't have a clue, like now we know because we're hearing from multiple sources that he's been a uh, you know a problem to certain people backstage. Yeah, but <laughs> you know it's, it's crazy to me. But anyway. We'll see. As far and then I do agree with everyone. I, I never thought that Punk was not happy though, because I feel like if you think about it, so far everything is again. If he beat Hangman because they claim he told them to, that doesn't lead to a guy not being happy. He got what he wanted. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's uh, again. He's been. Uh, I just. It wasn't that long ago. Tony Khan was tooting his horn about how in how much successful they are because of CM Punk. You know, mm-hmm. right after he won that title, you know, Probably I know. Have said so, that. like, I just, I'm just saying. So, I'm pointing out a lot. It's a lot more reasons for me to believe that he still is happy there. But are people necessarily happy with him? <laughs> that's, that's that's a that's different a real thing. question. Yeah. yeah, that's a different thing. Okay. Okay, sorry, but we're still on this because Dave Meltzer, <sighs> uh, CM Punk's drama with Hangman Page, according to Dave Meltzer, was never brought up in this Tony Khan backstage meeting, which, again, uh, is highlighting my point from earlier about this because we have – I've heard of talent meetings. It's always been talent meetings. There's even – you know, it's probably been big meetings and stuff that we've discussed, and not even us discussing, but we know in WWE's history that stuff like this go on. But, again, <laughs> the fact that the locker room felt the need or whatever, or Tony felt the need that we needed a big talent meeting just shows – that all right, Shivani, you're right. All, it may not be as bad as the media making it sound, but something's going on, Tony. Because <laughs> you, why are you, why are you one of the people along with Kenny Omega and others at this meeting talking Jericho too? You know, trying to pump yeah. people up if nothing is going on. Yeah, a morale meeting. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but anyway, before I before we get back into that uh, a little bit more, AW roster before. So they talked to them before this week's Dynamite. Uh, it's people in AEW who believe that Punk is the reason why Colt Cabana is no longer on AEW television. I'm sorry, it is. It does pop up as a coincidence that when you show up, and you know, before you were here, Colt was on TV almost every other week. Mm-hmm. All the time, he was wrestling on Rampage every now and then. You know, he was he was there. He's definitely on Dark every week or every other week too. Yeah. So Colt was very very visible. Then you show up, he disappears. Punk, but according to Meltzer, Punk has, has told people it's not the case. It has nothing what, to do with him. What else would he say? Why would he say, yeah, I don't, I'm feeling Exactly. Drunk. I don't <laughs> think. Right. Of course. Yeah. No, I told Tony, keep that bastard away from me or whatever. He wouldn't. Like, I don't think he would come out and say right. that. I mean, he could. Because I do think Punk has that level of stroke. Because I really believe that, uh, you know, he's getting a, paid a lot of money. No matter what happens in AEW. So it's mm-hmm. like. What's gonna, you know, I don't, I don't think, I think he could do that, but again, I don't think he would because it just wouldn't be this, you know, why would you do that in this situation? Because again, like I said, Punk is in the advent, he's the one winning. <laughs> like, Cole yeah. is not on television. Uh, but anyway, he's, Punk stands by that that's not the case. Uh, many people who spoke at the AEW meeting, like Shivani, the Bucks spoke. Jericho was another person who spoke, Locker and they leaders. they had a they encouraged people. They had a very nice tone to try to rally the truth. They said Kenny took a harsher approach. Oh, tough love. He was the bad cop in this scenario, uh, as his speech towards the locker room. And you know, according to Alvarez, the vast majority of people came out of that meeting feeling better, but some people 
did not. <laughs> I, I can imagine. Which tends to be, you know, the, the way it goes. But again, it just goes back to my point. Not may not be as, as dramatic as everyone in the media is making it sound, but again, something is going on here. Uh, I do, um, I do love Kenny being one of the people stepping up though, and I do love like the locker. I get that. I like that. All right, now we know who to blame. That we have people. Raiden's tank. Hey, they were all honestly. I think that's the reason why the Bucks and Kenny is, is definitely we're gonna have to be one of the ones. Because same thing with Jericho. Jericho put his a lot of Demo his, he probably put a little bit of his relationships on the line at times mm-hmm. with a lot of this stuff going. I still think he'll be fine because he's Jericho. Like WWE welcome him back with open arms. Trust me, they would. But uh, like I think as far as like Kenny and the Bucks, like their reputation, like they, you know. They can't. They can't quit they and let this be this Tony's. Company, yeah. They can't quit and let this be Tony's. You know, Cody did, but like if they all quit, man, what a look that would be. So I'm just saying, like if it is, you know, anything that needs to be said, I do. I do like that it came from people like them because they're really invested in AEW. It, that's it's their life, you know. Yeah. So uh, I do kudos for that part. But let's see, multiple outlets just to continue this this theme is getting worse, baby. Multiple uh-huh. outlets claim that, by the way, Thunder Rosa had to give up her belt. Uh, I think they're saying. She didn't give it up. It's interim title. Well, it's interim. It's vacant right now, even though we're trying to be sleek. It's vacant. I don't care what they say. I know it's a, ma- <laughs> I know it's a match for it at All Out, but until that match, it's vacant. For the interim anyway. title. Interim. Oh, okay. So that oh, she's still the champion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot. That's a good point. Well, it doesn't matter. They didn't even tell you how she, uh, what the injury is. So we won't be seeing her for a while is the point. Uh, but a lot of people are saying they don't even know if the injury is legit. I don't know. She said disc. Uh, I think I've heard stuff about disc in her back. I don't want to be wrong, so I'm not going to – I'm just saying what I heard. Uh, pure speculation, people. Pure speculation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, multiple outlets claim that Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter legitimately do not like Thunder Rosa, partially because she's a little – she's just too stiff, they say. Meltzer says the original plan was for Rosa to lose the AEW Women's World title all out anyway before she was pulled from the show due to injury. There's a lot of talk. Uh, okay, yeah, that's a different one. But, yeah, so, and as far as that too stiff comment goes, Jamie Hayter did get receive a broken nose in a match with Donna Rosa. That's what mm-hmm. everyone is. That's stiff. what they're trying to blame. Once so you break a nose, that's too uh, stiff. And, you know, I'm not trying to bring up the Ivy League stuff, but that was a scenario where we know they would. They would. She can get stiff. Oh yeah. If need be. Uh so I don't know. Uh I hate the fact that it's heat because I feel like they are who AEW is planning there, who have tried to plant their flags in as to be the leaders. The women to build, yeah, the division around Brit and, you know, her. And so Ugh. with them really, really not liking, yeah, you can make it work because they broke they're both professionals and they've made it work so far. But again, it, it you know. It's one of those things. I don't know if it helps right now, but then again, as long as they stay professional, I don't think it can hurt. But I'm wishing Thunder Rose the best, especially if it's, um, you know, with the injury and all that. And uh, I know it sucks to have to uh, give up the belt, even if you're still technically the champion. Let me me rant for a second about the AEW women's division. So it seems there seems to be a pattern for this women's title, this AEW women's title. They'll pick a lady that's really hot in the beginning, like they were trying to do with Tony. I guess they're trying to do with Tony. They're really hot in the beginning. You want to push them, and then at some point, all of the effort just dies down. 
So you're kind of the, the the champion and the championship is in limbo without a store or with a minimum store. And then you kind of just do that, rinse and repeat for a couple months, and then next pay-per-view, and then it's time for them to lose it to the next hot thing. Yeah. I mean, Tony Khan's been uh, openly criticized for uh, the way he's been booking uh, the women's division for a while. And mm. that's the reason why, because it's a lot of the same. It's just you even notice a trend, and you don't have to even watch weekly. To notice it. It's even worse than that. Like, they're in the same time slot on the show. Their matches is usually around 10 minutes, you know, around the same uh, length for the most part. Oh. It's always a run-in instead of an actual thing to advance a storyline. Oh. They're usually in the, some of the most simplistic storylines, even though uh, I'm not going to, you know, like I said, they they usually have GM Diamonds in the rough, like matches with Serena and Thunder Rose or stuff that Britt and Thunder Rose I've done in the past, but again, uh, like you even mentioned with Britt Baker, her run is probably the most successful and probably the best book. But again, it still had those lull periods, those moments where mm-hmm. she was fighting people where we didn't even, you know, you never even really gave the other person a shot because you kind of knew how it was going to expect. You can you can expect how it was going to uh, go. So, yeah. uh, you know, Nala Rose's reign. Yeah, you can just keep. You can go down. You can go to each one. Sheeta. Uh, you know, Sheeta. You know, Sheeta probably is the most impressive. She's and the most working. like consistent one, and even in that one, storyline wise, I don't know if they have too many that sticks with you other they, than like her bit. Her most important story happened after the thing that pe- she's mostly known for in AEW. Oh yeah, she storyline was title. after the title, right? That's with Serena, pretty much. Um. So and you know <laughs> they got that crazy. new lady now, right? The new lady that they yeah with Madison Rain running thing, maybe the direction we'll supposedly running thing, maybe I'll, I'll check in with y'all. Change. But yeah, we have, we have to give it a little time. Maybe after they crown a new, a new champion, whether it's Tony, interim, or uh, or you know, I, I understand that. Put the disrespect on it. I I don't even like the uh, interim thing in UFC. So it is what if the champion can't fight right now, you're not the champion. I'm sorry. Then when you come back and you beat him and you're the champion again, that's how it works for me. But I get it. I'm not saying it's not always the same. I'm just saying. I get you. I just want like, I want it to be paid. I know you're right. They're be, they've been doing it. AEW has been trying to weaponize the word interim, and I don't think it's a bad thing. It's a reason why I'm the interim champ. <laughs> I wouldn't be. Because you couldn't fulfill yes, your obligations. Yes, if you could fulfill your obligations, you wouldn't have this problem. So I'm sorry. Anyway. Uh, Philip. <laughs> Insider says there's a lot of talk over the last week in WWE about calling up Solo Sokoa to the main okay. roster. Just it not could happen SmackDown. in September. Just not on SmackDown. I guarantee you it's going to be on SmackDown. Just not on SmackDown. If he, call, if he called up and he has no uh, connection, even though it doesn't really matter where he goes, he's gonna, I mean, the Usos will be the there. the same face. The Usos will be there either way it goes at this oh, point. Yeah, they're they're the champ, so it doesn't matter where he goes. But honestly, now that I think about it, I'm just saying if they do this and they don't have any, if he doesn't have anything to do with them, uh, then I'm I'm sorry, Triple H. Because that's, that's a... Pure Vince McMahon move, they, they unless have, they unless they ask for it personally to be like, no, I want we want to keep Solo. Well, we know off he doing did. his own thing. Yeah, I know. If I, at NXT, it makes sense right now. They on the biggest run of their life. It'd be a great rub. At for least him. a backstage stare down. Something, some like, at least an acknowledgement. Like you said, they have the same face. Yes, they. Do. It's gonna be at some point. You're gonna have to. <laughs> Oh, speaking of the family, you know, who was it? Jimmy, I think Jimmy got a tattoo on his neck now, so you'll be able to tell him apart. I've never not been able to tell him apart. I know, I was talking okay. to I was talking to Jimmy on the raw commentary. Got you. Got you. Yeah, I, I, 
it's funny because they're not identical twins. But they're I do not. understand why people think they look so much. They, like, they don't look that much. But alike. they don't. But if you really, they got, it's they really got, simple, they got the same honestly. face, but they're not the same. Yeah. It, there's differences. <laughs> Just like the, 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 the subtle differences in Solo from them. Yeah. Kind of like, but you know, they're yeah. twins. It's the only difference. They just came out at the same time. Anyway, okay. There's also uh, been talk of WWE's interest in watch this New Japan wrestler Jonah. Really? <laughs> Formerly known as Bronson Reed. You know they want him. They uh, better. They, of New course, Japan better work. Of course they do. They like better. I said, <laughs> lock him up, Gato. <laughs> Please. Oh. Sammy Guevara was said to be difficult to work with. Let's finish this off with this. Okay. In recent programs with Ethan Page. Apparently, so this is another thing. They dug up that Sammy so far is on is the it, streak. Is it twat? It, yeah. It's not because, like, again, I was thinking, of, I looked at his comments, and I, when I first heard I was like, okay, I see how you can try to frame this. How it, I can see him trying to frame it like it's not his fault. No. But, again, he never acknowledged the fact that he's like, oh, Eddie could have came up to me. In this situation, when, I didn't know he was sensitive about when it. When he could have just said, when he could have just went to Eddie himself and said, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm call you a fat whatever, and I need you to, uh, and, you know, is that cool?" And Eddie yeah. would have told him right there, "No,", no and no. that would have been, and we would avoid this all together. Like we said, there, the, it wasn't just that. That wasn't it. Also, I have to add on to this because I saw this tweet later, but. <sighs> Mm, okay, so look, here goes some more content. Go ahead. What you about to say? Disco Inferno had the audacity to get on Twitter for some ungodly reason. First of all, we don't. I go ahead. I'll let you finish. I'll let you finish this, but I really do not acknowledge most any pretty much anything Disco got to say. But go ahead. I don't either. But for some reason, it popped up, and I was just like, he wanted to talk about how wrestlers shouldn't be upset about being fat shamed. I'm like, sir. And, you need and, to go sit somewhere. You know what? Thank you for that. I'm glad you brought that up because to just put, uh, not even put him in his place, but just to provide context of what actually set Eddie Kingston off. Everyone can talk about the, the fat shame. Let's go back. Like I said, Sammy Guevara was said to be difficult to work with in recent programs with Ethan Page. So here we go. Someone else who's unrelated to the situation. Scorpio Sky, who's a renowned good guy, unrelated yeah. to the situation. Great guy. Great guy. And Sanjay Dutt, who really just started working <laughs> in AEW, I think this year, I guess. So, like, he hasn't even been around Sammy that long and already was having problems mm. uh, or whatever in the program, according to Fightful. Mm. Okay. As far as, as far as the backstage altercation between Guevara and Eddie Kingston is concerned, it was the way Guevara carried himself. Before and after the verbal shot on Eddie, that set Eddie off. For example, someone uh, they fightful said, Sammy obnoxiously smiled in his face when he claimed, when the, uh, in his statement, I think he mentioned uh, Eddie kind of meeting him in Gorilla walking da- like downstairs, down the stairs of Gorilla talking about it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the way Eddie, um, the way Sammy kind of uh, put it to where he was kind of like being annoyed. <laughs> And all Sammy was trying to do was get out of Gorilla so he would avoid attention or whatever. It's at least that's the way he was trying to put At least that's what I got from Why it. I could have read that wrong. But exa- anyway, that's besides the point. But here goes the extra context. Yeah, I didn't know that. He didn't say this part. Sammy don't tell you that, apparently, according to Fightful. He was obnoxiously smiling in Eddie's face when Eddie confronted him about what he said. So he was, you know, it egging was- him on, basically, at no. least. Going off that example, it was it was what or being uh, cocky about it. He said he said he was being the character of 
the guy that everybody loves to hate. Well, he's not on television now. He's backstage. So what? What the smile in Eddie Kingston's face backstage? And you know, because that's who he really is. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. That doesn't, have, that doesn't have anything to do with the character of Sammy Guevara. Once you go backstage and continue to disrespect this man, and uh, honestly, Eddie's an old school guy. I mean, you're not gonna take disrespect to the face. No. So he def I definitely could see him mushing he or whatever ended up happening. He mushed him. Uh, you know, backstage. Of course, uh, the internet went crazy and a lot of people I saw some people saying he he knocked him out. Sammy deserved <laughs> it, whatever it was. Uh but, Sammy deserved it. Yeah, unfortunately for them, their uh their program is now gonna be pulled from all out. Uh, and, unfor- and and unfortunately to me for some reason, Sammy is not suspended. I know he didn't swing. But Sammy, I don't know, is he gonna be reprimanded of any at any sort? So. Most no, likely, probably not. not, huh? But Eddie um, has to suffer. But he, like, he's right. He is wrong. He swung, and once you take that step, even Eddie Kingston admitted that's the wrong that's the wrong but, step to make, especially in a professional setting. So, you know, it is what it is. But yes, Sammy definitely from all from what that sounds like, sounds like Sammy asked for it. Um. Also, in the same breath as that apology, he was also promoting bookings. <laughs> While he will be quote unquote suspended, so good, good for you, Eddie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still keep be that, working. keep that bread you got, flowing. You got some New Japan strong stuff coming. I know so, he got yeah. a lot. He got a lot of bookings. Um, but that's it. That's that's it. I want that. That was the flip, you guys. That is what I mean. Like just from this tornado or whirlwind, as it seems, of just bull from backstage that has nothing to do with the show that they've been putting on. And all that type of stuff. It's just crazy how so much stuff can be going on in, uh, in one place, even if it isn't maybe as crazy or as high scale as some of the stuff that has went on in WWE. It's still just kind of funny to me how, again, a lot of the stuff I'm seeing about WWE, positive storyline-based stuff, oh, who could be coming back, blah, 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 that type of stuff. And then what you hear about AEW is this guy hates this guy, this girl hates, this, hates these girls. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... Whatever, it, it, it's crazy, uh, but I don't know. It, uh, I, Tony Tony Khan says he loves it when it gets a little, uh, you know, uh, real when it comes to that. So maybe this is all a part of it, but I don't know. It sounds like uh, we just have to keep an eye and see how this all plays out. But yeah, that's it. That's pure speculation. Okay, well we'll just we'll just roll right into the marbles. Um. Most of my marbles are music related, as they usually are, right? Um, I've got a special marble today because I've been an uh, avid listener to Jacob Banks, a British soul R and B. I don't know what to call him, but folk is is folk a word? Either, it, nothing, never mind. But a British singer. Yeah, brother, can he do folk? It. We have folk brothers music. Can do folk, huh? It ain't like it ain't okay. like I'm the folk. Asking. It ain't like the folk music you thinking about. Okay, good. Like, good. Like black <laughs> Sorry folk. Sorry to all music. the folk, uh, folk listeners music. out there. Folk music is not my vibe. It's all not right, like polka. Okay, all right, cool. I was about to say I ain't never heard. <laughs> there, there's Jacob no yodeling. No polka now. All um, right. but he the released banjo. he released an album this morning. And um, I've been waiting for it since at least July. I saw him to- post about it on his his Instagram because I follow him, and he was uh, like, "That part's true." I, he was like, "Watch out for the album," and I was like, "How am I gonna watch out? You gotta update me." And he did. He updated me consistently that it was coming. Um, 
so two songs were released prior to the album um, being released, and I loved both of those songs. So when I heard the whole album in its entirety, just ten, when I thought it's ten tracks, thirty-four minutes long. So not necessarily the longest album. That's that's long these days. It is. Yeah, man. People putting out twenty-two, nineteen-minute albums. Like that's uh, it's not long, that's but fair. it's it's about it's about average these days. That's fair. That's fair. Longer, longer than the typical crazy. new age album, um, and it seemed like every song it it was it was uh, it was telling like a whole story. There were elements that were sorrowful and like deep and passionate. His voice was so, it, I could feel the pain in some of the songs. I could feel the pride in some of the songs, and I just love it. You should go listen to it. Um, I'm not gonna tell you the name of it. Because I have to look for it. Lies about the war. That's the name of the album. Listen to it. It's not bad. It's pretty good. And it just came out, right? This morning. Just came out this morning. Okay. Cool. Um, but yeah. Then next up we've got Shiny's Key releasing a new solo album, his third solo album that I had the fortunate mm. slash unfortunate um opportunity to pre-order fortunate because only one <laughs> the other ones were sold out so I was able to snag one unfortunate is because it wasn't the one that I wanted I wanted the one that was like a VHS set but that's that's neither here nor there oh, what a that, go home go home that album is set to release Stand. Tuesday August 30th um, with Gasoline being the title track he released a special performance for Another Life that I was enjoying yesterday um, I'm just excited for the album to come to my house one and for the <laughs> album to be released two NCT 127 is releasing a, their fourth album titled Two Baddies um, wow on September 16th. Oh, man. Why? What do you mean? No. I'll just wait. I have to watch some of the rollout so I can see what the hell they named it. It's it's Two the Baddies. The hell they named it Two Baddies. They for. have a song called Two Baddies. So what? Are they actually going to be talking about Two Baddies? We'll have to wait. Do they know what, who Baddies are in America? I'm sure they know who Baddies are. Mm. I'm positive. Yeah, because Johnny Suet one two seven. Yeah, you know who bad is. Johnny you know Suet is there. Okay. Um, there was a lot of controversy because Yuda was seen in their promotional videos wearing a, a airbrush T shirt with somebody's face on it. Um, Josh was real. Albert, I think his name was Albert. It was Albert. Talking about Josh though. Josh is wearing Albert. Boy. <laughs> If you don't know, Yuda has an English name and Which is unnecessary, Josh. by the way. I hate him. All all the the uh, by the way, this is my PSA. I don't even like talking about the genre of K pop because I don't even want to be I don't, I don't want y'all to think I, I I'm I'm one of you. He you is fans. though. Like he I'm is. not. Some of you people are so crazy. But anyway, that's why I don't don't uh uh-uh. uh. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. I'm I I'm not one of them. You oh, are. You're. You're a C. A Cine. A Cine. A Cinezy. Even if I. Even if I wanted to, I'm saying some of them are so crazy that I don't. I think. Well, you don't have to be a crazy one. But I don't want to be, be one. A normal one. I don't want to be a normal one. But either. you are. Because the normal ones are crazy too. 
And you're a little delusional. We're all a little delusional. I'm not delusional at all. I, have, I just like the music. <laughs> you're a little delusional. Anyway. No, I'm um, not. All I have out. to say is, though, this is my PSA about the genre. Stop the Stop it, okay? Okay? Stop the English name. But what about stop people it. who already have an English name? Didn't they just use their name? You not we not worried about Johnny or Mark. That's their name. But Utah is fine. It, Utah is not hard to say. Why does this man gotta go by Josh over here? Josh? He look like a Josh? No, I don't know what a Josh looks like. I, I always think about it's, Josh. I've seen it. I know it's plenty of times. I know many different types of Josh. Josh is actually a very uh, you know. Oh, that's Flexible why, name, that's why Jay doesn't want to be called I know Josh. It's Joshua, Joshua. Josh. Anyway, anyway, go ahead. Um, it was a graduation T-shirt for a family. The family <laughs> member commented about it. They was like, "All right, all of these years of listening to K-pop is finally, you know, paid off." Apparently, the shirt was thrifted. I just don't know why a stylist would think it was appropriate <laughs> to do that. Bro. If you want to tie that shirt. Just make a not a tie dye, an airbrush shirt. Just make an airbrush shirt. Just do it. Oh, get mad. He's real. Who, Albert? Yuda. <laughs> Josh. We we let's not talk about that. Let's not Stupid talk about English that. English name. H Chan. H Chan. It's Peter. Don't kick. No one has to call him his government though. That's the <laughs> pro- like if you're saying his his stage name is his government name, then it's sure. Not. His stage name. Then maybe you do need to change it to Peter. Even though I don't like it anyway. I don't like the idea. I think you just need to learn his name. Learn his damn name. JK's English name is JK. Now, T.Y. Shout out to T.Y. Now, that's a... He also didn't need it, but still, at least it's T.Y. At least it's... I don't like that being an English name, but it's just initial. So, so it's how fine. Do you, but how do you feel about... I'm not calling him any of that, Jay Hyung being Jeffrey. Well, he changed his name so much in reality... <laughs> He's only changed his name like three. That seemed like a name you come up with in Connecticut. I'm in Connecticut, they just called him Jay. That's why I don't understand what he did, Jeffrey. It was a special. Johnny, Johnny named him Jeffrey. It's just Jay. It doesn't matter. You got it. You got to be different. I'm leaving anyway, it alone. Moving on. It's a, it's a fight and a losing battle. XO Shumian is also releasing his first solo album. Give him an applause for that. As you may know, he didn't deserve it. He ain't earned the right to get a uh, applause for it just yet. I'm shoeman biased here, and you will not not give him an applause. He ain't made. He he haven't proven he can make no music. It's, it's mid September is the release date. Um, he's proven he can make music. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. You're a CBX fan. Don't do that. Some of your favorite parts involve Zoomia. Do they not? What what about Namja? <laughs> okay, we'll move on. Uh, last thing about my Marvels. So last week I was supposed to talk about Run BTS's return, but I wanted to wait until I saw the second part of that telepathy episode, and I'm glad I did because they are such a disappointment. <sighs> okay, so Sugar and and J Hope biased, right? We are. Um, they disappointed us in the whole car ride situation. Because they were choosing, at first it seemed like they were on the right track, but then they would choose some off-the-wall place. And I'm like, why would y'all choose that? And then V really let us down. So apparently our cat, Apollo, is V-biased. That don't make no sense. Go ahead. 
He is. You know he is. So we have to talk about this. This whole house of biases let us down Ugh. in that episode. So V at the last at the last obvious the last minute you were supposed to go to a place that reminded you of your fandom. He chose the hall where they first debuted and met their fandom. Everybody else was like Olympic Stadium. They couldn't it, unless they said Olympic Stadium. They could not have been more on the nose about where everybody was going. Yeah. We hope he had already been there, and they tried. R.M. was already was telling. He them. said, "Hobie, go to a place that you've been to before." He, was, he repeated it a billion times to try to get them to understand. And and I don't listen. V was talking to someone else while that was going on, but I have no clue how he the hell he was Jimin, so how he got his lines crossed. Because I think if I remember, Jimmy also checked with him. Well, he checked with a lot of people. Like, you know, where we're going right. Yes, he did. <laughs> Jimmy like, hey, you know, where we're going. He t- he checked with J.K. J.K.'s like, yeah, of course, <laughs> but but. V talked to to uh J Hope and he was like, "Are we're are we going to this place or this place?" And neither of those neither places of was, Olympic was Olympic Stadium. So that had Hobie confused. He was like, "No, we're going to Olympic Stadium. Why else? Where else will we go?" <laughs> so yes, um, it was it was it was a whole mess. It was a whole mess. It was fun. I I realized I missed it, but it was a whole mess, and that's been my marbles. Yeah, I always love those uh, creative game show, variety episode, shows, variety show episode. Like they're very creative. That's what I'll say. Like that's one thing about all of those. Like whoever script the the games and the way they turn out into making a show, like it's just very creative. Because in the grand scheme of things, they really just traveled to places. They did, yeah. And before that, they really just. Tried to finish words, or yeah, tried yeah, to yeah, do exactly. Manurism. Like, just think about it. It was, I don't know. It's kind of funny how creative they are at, uh, you know, having a good time. But anyway, yeah, that's been the show. It's been fun. I just wanted to talk about uh, the flip. I'm definitely gonna name this episode Jam Packed. No, especially since you didn't want to say it. It and was so cringy. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Au revoir. Adios. Annyeong. Subscribe to Mind and Monty on YouTube. Peace. Adios. Au revoir.